Well, good morning, Abundant Life Church. I hope that everyone is doing well. And I'm truly thankful to God for just one more day to share the word with you. Uh, if you're thankful to be here, just type in the chat. Glad to be here. And we're going to go into the word. I'm going to be speaking from Matthew chapter 9, verses, nine, verses 27 through 31. So Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 through 31 read it. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this day that you've made. God, we thank you for your, your grace, your mercy. And God, I pray that your word will speak to each and every one. So Lord, we will know how we should position ourselves to be in better alignment with you. So God, I just pray that your word will speak to us, transform us, and that you would just have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 through 31, and it reads, from the NIV version this. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, see that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over that region. I wanna to talk to you today from the thought and the subject, faith community, believing and living out God's word. Faith community, believing, and living out God's word. Just the other day, I was talking to a friend of mine who had posed this question to me about like, where's my faith in God? Um, how the conversation went, we were just talking about different things and my friend just happened to throw this out, which really caused me to take a step back and really ponder and think about that. Where's my faith in God? Because how I live my life, is that really a reflection of where my faith is? And so what led me to another question that I want to ask you today. On a scale from one to 10, where is your faith in God? On a scale from one to 10, where is your faith in God? One being the lowest, 10 being the highest, where would you say your faith in God is at? I'm sure for some of us, we would say, well, you know, I'll never be perfect, you know, <laughs> so maybe it's not always or ever going to be at a 10. But where would you say on a scale is your faith at? Because as I just said, could it be that how we live our life, is that a reflection of where our faith is? You might say, well, I, I know God is victorious. I, I know he always fights for me. However, I live my life always feeling defeated. Or you might say, well, no, God, he's always there. He's always with me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. However, when you go through situations and moments, times in life, you feel like God is silent. And you, sometimes you think he's not even there when God is maybe silent in your situation. So, so could it be that how we live our life is a reflection of where our faith in God is at? But today, I want to draw our attention to Matthew chapter 9. 
And what's amazing in majority of this chapter, you would read and see a lot about faith. But in this particular passage of scripture that I read and that I wanted to focus on today, it was really interesting to me and it stood out to me. We see in the text that there were two blind men. Now, I believe that these two men were part of a community uh, by default because of their visual impairment. Because they were not able to see, they were already considered or put into a category of another community. They had to live their life separate from how others lived, how they walked, how they, how they talked, how they navigated life was different from other people because of their limited ability to see. And I think that's how some of us are. We are, are already part of communities. And because of the communities that we are a part of, we live our lives in different types of ways. And what's interesting about the Bible is that we have no idea how old these men were, how long they have been living blind, uh, whether they were born blind, whether due to life, they ended up losing their sight. But all we know is that they are blind. We don't know their names, we don't know their occupation, we don't know their family members. However, we know that they are blind. What stands out to me, though, is that even though they could not physically see Jesus, their faith led them in search of Jesus. Even though they could not physically see Jesus, their faith and what they heard about Jesus led them in search of Jesus. And I believe that's how some of us are today. And some of us even have that testimony because none of us can physically see Jesus, right? However, because of what we heard about Jesus, it's caused us to search and find him for ourselves. So here it is in this text that there were two blind men who not, could not physically see Jesus. However, however, they heard about the word of God. They heard about Jesus and that led them to search for him to the point where the Bible says that they followed Jesus and they asked him, have mercy on us, son of David. The Bible lets us know that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So these two men, they heard about Jesus and they believed so much of what Jesus could do that they searched for Jesus. Here it is that they had no physical sight evidence <laughs> to be able to see for themselves what Jesus could do. But what they heard about what Jesus had been doing of healing, of touching people that were sick, of spreading the gospel, of preaching the kingdom of God. It caused them so much to believe. And I believe that's how some of us are today. We've heard about the word of God so much that it's caused us to believe. Whether we cannot spiritually see or even physically see what we heard about Jesus caused us to believe that Jesus could, in fact, do a miracle. Jesus could, in fact, heal someone who is sick. Jesus could, in fact, bring about deliverance. So here it is, these two blind men, they cry out, Jesus, have mercy on us, son of David. And the Bible says that Jesus goes indoors. And the blind men came to him and they asked him. And Jesus asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? And the Bible says that they replied, yes, Lord. Kind of going back to the question I asked, well, on a scale of one to 10, where is your faith in God? I would say that their faith in God at this point was at a higher level of that scale because they said, yes, Lord, we believe that you're able to do this. 
We haven't experienced you do this in our in our lives. We, we don't have any physical evidence to be able to say we've seen this happen, but we believe from what we've heard that you're able to do this for us. And Jesus replies, when he touches their eyes, he says, according to your faith, let it be done to you. There are a couple of points that come out to me in this text, and I don't believe they're all the points. However, just a few that the Lord has led with me that I want to share with us that I believe happens in this text with these two men. The first thing is when it comes to being a part of a faith community, point number one is this, that there is accountability. See, when we are a part of a faith community, I believe there's accountability in our lives because we are connected to people that will help us to see areas in our life where we need to be better. And so we have someone who can actually literally call out those uh, blind spots or call out those areas in our life that we can't see what we need to perfect or we need to uh, change up or be someone can call out and say, hey, you know what you did that that wasn't right. You need to you need to change that attitude. You need to fix your character. You need to work on this to be better. Proverbs 27 and 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So I believe when we are part of a faith community, we have people that are in our corner, people that we can trust, that we can be vulnerable with. Uh, not everybody in the community, but I believe wherever the Lord sends that there's someone that you can be accountable to, someone you can be vulnerable with that will help sharpen you to become better. And in turn, when you're working together, that not only makes you as an individual better, that also makes the community at large better. So we're connected to people that we can be accountable to. We're connected to people that we can grow in God with. We're connected to people that we can live this joyous life of following Jesus together with and be accountable with each other. We can hold each other up to make sure that they're able to get to where they need to go. The second point is this. I believe that there is encouragement. Romans 12 and 15 says that we should rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. So as we're living this life for Christ, uh, we have encouragement. We have people that will be happy with us when we're happy, people that will be sad with us when we're sad. Folks, as I just said, that will help make sure that we get to where we're going, because not only do we want to live a life that's pleasing to, to Christ, but at one day when it's all said and done, we want to hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And so our, our desire and our task is to encourage each other to make sure that we're doing what God has called us to do, to walking with others so that we can all be sure that we're doing what God wants us to do. So we're not only believing in God's word, but we're living out God's word together by having that encouragement to make sure that, hey, I see what you're doing. Hey, I think you're doing great. Hey, I want to be sure that you can make it. So we're encouraging each other and also having accountability. Because what we saw in the text was that these two blind individuals, they followed the voice of God. And I believe when you're part of a community, you want to encourage each other to make sure that we're following the voice of God. 
Because these two men, you know, I believe that they were accountable to each other. I believe that they grew in their faith together. And I believe that they encouraged one another to say, hey, you know what? We've, we've tried this and, and, you know, there's, we tried living this life. We tried probably going to doctor to doctor. No one's able to fix our situation, but because of what we heard in our belief in God, uh, let's go to Jesus and see what Jesus can do about our situation. See what Jesus can do with touching our impairment. See what Jesus can do for our lives. And so I believe that's why when we're part of a faith community, we have accountability and we also have encouragement to hold each other up, to help be sure that each person can get to where they need to be in their walk with God. Uh, there's a, a man by the name of Clifton Jones, uh, and he wrote a book called, entitled Tough Faith for Tough Times. And in the book, he said this, words are powerful, just as fear-filled words will cause your defeat. Faith-filled words will gain you continuous victory, end quote. I'm gonna read that again. Words are powerful, just as fear-filled words will cause your defeat, faith-filled words will gain you continuous victory. And so as we encourage one another, we're building up each other's faith. We're not speaking fear. You know, as the, as the Bible said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So instead of us speaking death, we're speaking life over each other. We're speaking life into each situation because we believe that the faithful words will be able to cause and help us gain continuous victory. So we're not speaking in fear because what God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love of power and a sound mind. So we know God has given us fear, but, so, but what we wanna do is speak faith. So I believe when it comes to encouragement and accountability, we are speaking faith into each other. The third thing is this, is prayer. Point number three is prayer. Uh, just uh, actually earlier this week, uh, I received a phone call from a lady who was a part of uh, an organization, Christian organization. And she was calling me to see if I was able to continue with some financial support as I'd given to in the past. And what had really moved me in the conversation after I gave her my answer was she asked me, well, do you have a prayer request or something that we can be praying for you on? And I was really moved and taken back by the fact that she was concerned about just wanting to pray for me. And so I shared with her my prayer request. And then after that, I asked her, well, how can I pray for you? And I could tell that she was moved by the fact that I took the time to respond and ask her what I could pray for. And she gave me her prayer request. And so then I went a little further and I said, well, I know you're working, but would you mind if I just say a prayer for you now? And so I began to pray for her prayer needs. And after I prayed, she then began to pray for me on my prayer request. And then when she finished, I said, you know, you really blessed my day. And she said, you blessed my day as well. And when I hung up the phone, I said, wow, that's what it should be like when we're a part of a faith community, that we take the time to pray for one another, because we have no problem with going to God in prayer. We have no problem with talking to Jesus because we, can, we have no problem with taking our situations to God. And so I think when we're part of a faith community, uh, we know that who we can go to, who is the source of our strength, right? We, we know we see all these resources, but we know who our source is. And so I believe when we're part of a faith community, we have no problem going to God in prayer. 
Philippians 4 and 6 says, do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So the benefit of being part of a church, the benefit of being a part of a faith community is that we can go to God in prayer. And we can pray for our brothers and our sisters. We can pray for our neighbors. Uh, and some of you may have even heard the song that came out some years ago uh, entitled, I Need You to Survive. And there's a line in the song that says, I, I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I need you to survive. Why? Because you are important to me. We're all a part of God's body. So I need you to survive. So I have no problem praying for you. And I have no problem with you going to God to pray for me. Because I believe when we're a part of a faith community, we not only believe in God's word, but we want to live out God's word. So I believe this faith community, we're not praying amiss. <laughs> we're praying that God will move and God will shift and do things on our behalf. But I also understand that God's ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. So sometimes when we pray, it may not always result in what we want, but we understand that whatever God's will is, not our wills, but his will be done. And the fourth point is this, that I believe that we will grow in the word. Now, I do believe as we live in this world, you also need to have common sense, right? <laughs> but, but I believe that when you're a part of a faith community, uh, we don't base all of our movements, all of our actions off of what we see in the world, but we base it off of the word of God. Because we, we see happening in today's society with culture that they're literally saying what was morally wrong, they're saying, oh, that's right. And what we know to be morally right, they're saying that's wrong. So we'll, no, we go to God's word. Because we know that Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever, and so shall his word be. So we look to God's word. And when we live our life off of God's word, we'll be able to see our lives grow. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so when we're reading God's word, we're not only building our faith, but when you're part of a faith community, I believe, as AOC says, we this is the place where faith and life connects. And so not only do we want to build our faith by studying and growing in God's word, but we also want to apply that and be practical with it. Psalm 119 uh, verses 9 through 11 says this, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so we see that by growing in the word and by hiding the word in our, our hearts and following God's command, we'll be able to stay on this path of purity. We'll be able to live according to how God wants us to live. James 2 and 26 says, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. And so we see here in this text that there were two blind men who were a part of a community. And I believe by them being together, they built a faith community because they heard God's word. But they, their faith was not only increased because of what they heard about God's word, but they also decided to live out God's word by searching for Jesus by following Jesus. And when they got to Jesus, they, they didn't back down. 
when Jesus asked them, well, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they said, yes, Lord. And what really speaks to me in this text is that Jesus says, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And so we see that they had faith enough to believe that God was able to do this. Scripture says, if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can tell that mountain be thou removed. So I, I realized that in our lives that we all we need is just a little bit of faith. And so maybe at your faith level, because it's not high on that scale, maybe just the fact that your faith is just a little bit, you're able to see God move. And the Bible says that after Jesus lays his hands on their eyes, their sight was restored. Now, now what's interesting is that uh, the text says that Jesus, he warns them, like, see that no one knows about this. <laughs> the Bible says, but they went out and spread the news about him all over that region. Um, I think that shows, uh, I guess this, you could say this is a clear a case of disobedience, right? <laughs> Not following what Jesus said. Uh, but at the same time, it also shows us that when we have an encounter with Jesus, we will never look the same. <laughs> we'll never be the same because I'm sure after they received their sight, they were so excited that even other people, when they looked at them, they're like, well, how are you able to walk like that? I thought you could not see. You were blind. But now they could see. And I'm sure just by the life they, they were now living, it was a testimony just that alone of what Jesus had done to the point that they couldn't keep it to themselves, that they had to spread the news that, hey, I, I believe in God. Guess what happened with because of our faith? And, and I believe that even in being a part of a faith community, that's what we are to do with each other. We build our faith by reading God's word, by hearing the word of God. That's how our faith builds. But then also we are to go out and share what Jesus has done for us with others in hopes that other people, when they hear about Jesus, they too will go search for Jesus to hear for themselves. What does that look like today? Because I know Jesus is not physically here, right? But I'm sure that looks like by us sharing what God has done for us in our lives, that will cause someone to say, hey, I, I want to come to your church. I, I want to hear more about this God that you serve. Hey, I, I want to check out this uh, Bible class. Hey, I want to check out your faith community. Hey, I want to get connected with the people that you just always are talking about where you seem to just be so alive and so inspired and growing with, right? And so I believe here what we saw from these two blind men was after Jesus performed this miracle because of their faith that they went out and they had spread the news all over the region. Now, this is way before social media and technology, but they, <laughs> these two individuals alone spread the news about what happened in their life all over a region. How much more could we be able to do to spread out our communities, our neighborhoods, our cities, our state, hey, this country, even the world because of technology about what Jesus has done in our lives, all according to our faith. Romans 10 says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So it amazes me again is that these two blind men were part of a faith community uh, because they they had to have heard the word of God somewhere. And because they heard the word of God, they believed it 
and searched to find Jesus. And when they found Jesus, Jesus said, well, according to your faith or what you believe in, it's going to be done to you. And they were able to receive their sight. And they followed the voice. They had no problem following the voice of God. And they had no problem sharing what God had done for them in their lives. And so, I, again, I believe that when we are part of a faith community, we're not just on, solely focused on believing and hearing God's word. I believe that we also want to live out God's word in our lives. And when we live out God's word, we will start to see even amazing things that God will do through us, for us, with us, and in this world. Lord, I just thank you for this time to share your word about believing and living out God's word. And I pray, God, that someone will be inspired and they'll desire to not only want to grow in your word so their faith will be increased in you, but they'll also want to live out their faith for you. Lord, as I pray, I just pray, God, that you'll just touch each and every one of us, that we will remain hopeful and remain trusting in we'll remain trusting in you and waiting on you because i know that sometimes we may pray and we may seek and desire things that it may not be your will to do but lord i just pray that you will continue to be able to speak to us lead us and guide us and help our faith to increase in areas where we may doubt and god i pray for anyone that may have fear in their life god that they were able to be able to look to you because you've not given us a spirit of fear so, God, I pray that they will be able to walk by faith and not by sight. And they'll be able to trust you. So, Lord, I God, I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.